This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens. And today, our special guest is an incredible artist out the Orlando area, Sauce Guy Clutch. What's up, Sauce? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Doing good, man. Doing good. First off, I saw that uh, unforeseen video, man. I like it. I like it a whole lot, man. It's original. Yeah, I appreciate it. That song song actually um, was like an Orlando hit for a minute. A long minute. It's just... Off of my stage presence, you know what I'm saying? How I deliver song. Like, I really do go in-depth when it comes to performances. Like, got to make sure the lights is right. Got to make sure the mood is right, you know? And, like, it, it spooked people out because when I perform that song, I actually take all the lights off in the building. Like, mm. it's dark. It's pitch black dark. People wondering, oh, my God, what's going on? No mass shootings, no mass shootings. People right. <laughs> going crazy. And then that's when they start hearing the 808, that... Like they hear that and then right. I come out on stage and it's light. I light the whole place up. Like when the lights go up, I like the whole place up. I have everybody take their cell phone lights out and they go ahead and you know be waving around and stuff. And then when I come out on stage, that's where this that's where the show starts. Right, right. I stand on the time clock. It's time to go. I'm yeah, you can see you can see you got your finger in a lot of in that too. And also because I saw the nobody, the nobody video, it has a you know, it has a theme to it. So it seems like I've seen two of your videos at this point. They both have a theme to it. So I can tell it comes from your for your mind's eye of where you want to go with it, you mm-hmm. know? So Fact. do you work with a regular videographer on a lot of your videos? Or how's um, it? Yeah, with with my with my videos, um, basically, I don't even call them videos. I call them movies, you know what I'm saying? I don't right. shoot music videos. I shoot actual movies. There has to be a concept behind it. Um, We got to know what we're really trying to portray. You know what I'm okay. saying? What the message mm-hmm. Um, when it came to shooting Unforeseen, Unforeseen, I shot with my homie Date on um, Jay Digital. She sat there and did her thing. Like Jay is different when it comes to videography. She has an eye. I have a brain as far as like directing. Like I do everything. So it's like when I'm thinking about my songs, strategically, what I do is when I write music, I'm mm. thinking of how I can shoot the video. Okay. So in my mind, I'm sitting here writing this, writing that. How would I act this out inside a video? You know what I'm saying? How will mm-hmm. I um sit there and portray this the right way in a video? I think of all of that while I'm writing my music. And that's like my little cheat sheet to how I write my music so well to me so well and to others so well. Because mm-hmm. I want you to, our time now is visual. You know right. what I'm saying? They, they're real visual, hands-on, you know what I'm saying? So they can listen to the song all day. But how am I really going to get you to relate to this song if I can't? produce the right visual you know what i'm saying the right. visual is what's really going to grasp you to be like oh, i like this song and mm. and yeah there we go we got it so when it came to shooting unforeseen um it was a no-brainer for me like unforeseen really stands for you know you got the talent you know what i'm saying you got the talent and people see it but you get those little brush on the shoulder like oh yeah that's what's up yo that's dope yeah you're doing your thing keep doing your thing and it'd be mm. people that you know, are in the room that actually have the opportunity to put you at another level. They know certain people, but they're not necessarily saying, come here, let me put you under my wing and take you. You know what I'm right. saying? They see right. you, you can get so many pat on the shoulders or whatever, but what's that really doing? I mean, boosting my ego. Okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to play around. It's not a hobby. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I said to nobody, this is not a hobby. You know what I'm saying? This is for real. So right. unforeseen, it's like you kind of come from an era of, you know, okay, I'm tired of being, you know, overlooked. And that was the name of my first project in 2016. My first and only project I've dropped. And that's what's been pushing me this whole time for the past five years. Mm. You can't sit there and settle for being overlooked for so long. You got to eventually break out. So it's like when you do break out, I call it like, you know, you're climbing up out the ground or whatever from underground. You know what I'm saying? That you break your hand free through the ground and there's earth, there's trees, there's, there's right. light. They have no choice but to accept you because you've done dealt with all your trials and tribulations in this game of trying to get it. But you finally made it to the plateau that you need to get to for people to really pay attention and recognize you. And they can't shut you up. Me, right. I'm known for not taking no for an answer. I'm going to get mine. Why? Because closed mouth going to get fed. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that's why I tell people this shit was unforeseen. You make them respect your G because they didn't try to respect and put their hand out to help you. You got it on your own. So what you get it on your own now is like pay for that. You know what right. I'm saying? And not even to say it in a cocky way. It's like I really had to fight for this to get where I was at, to get where I am now, where I was at. I, I, I fought away from that. Now I'm mm. here. You're going to have to pay for that. You could have helped me but you didn't want to, and that's fine. No hard feelings, but now it's a fee on that. That's kind of what right. unforeseen is. It was unforeseen for me to succeed, and look, I succeeded. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's where the visual for unforeseen came from, where I was just trapped inside, and that was a true haunted place. It was a haunted hotel. Um, It was abandoned and everything. This guy, he pushed his pregnant wife or baby mama, girlfriend or whatever, he pushed her off of, I think it was the 11th or the 13th floor, off the balcony, mm -hmm. and she fell off the balcony. She was pregnant. So she lost the baby and everything. They say that um, the story says that at nighttime you would hear like a baby crying when you get on that floor. And then you mm. will also see like a woman running down the hall to get away from the guy or whatever. Sure enough, I went there by myself because I found the place. I went there by myself. I heard some stuff. I ain't gonna lie. I heard, <laughs> I heard some stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right, a, right. I, I mean, I don't be scared of things like that, but I don't test it you don't want to mess with it yeah, yeah i don't I mess you. with it you know what i'm saying right but i heard some stuff i've seen it you know what i'm saying i ain't seen anything but i definitely heard some baby crying i ain't gonna lie i can't hold you i was like okay yeah i'll have I to shoot that video and get out yeah, quick yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, is before, this is before even shooting the video i just wanted to go check okay. it with what i really wanted but i went by myself and i checked it out it was dope i was like yeah I'm going to go now, but we're going to come back. I'm going to shoot here for sure because it was dope. Right. But the, the next time when we went, we seen the lady. Like, we actually yeah. seen her running. It was dark. It was getting closer to the dark time. Everybody was, like, so adamant that we got to get out of here before um before the ghost comes or whatever, before it gets dark. And right. sure enough, it started getting a little darker. We were up at the top, and I kid you not, like, it's like you could hear the footsteps. You know, it's like, I'm kidding you not. Don't call me crazy. I'm for real. Like, I don't be playing with people when it comes to ghosts and spirits. I don't even be around that type of shit. But I just had to shoot here. Mm. You can kind of hear from a distance far down the hall. This place was huge. It was huge. Right. You can hear the footsteps and you can actually see like the silhouette of a woman in the shadow running. Was like, hey, I've been like, cut. Yeah, got it. Like, hey, I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. It was, it was crazy. And luckily, it happened after the fact of us done like getting done shooting like we we're just about to finish shoot like uh -huh. we shoot like the last two scenes like as you can see in the video like i did like a replica of me being like a ghost or a shadow you know what i'm saying and i was mm. trying to keep myself held in so like really what i'm seeing you're like your own insecurities and thoughts of what you worried about what other people think of you hold mm. you back sometimes you're right and you're also your own like you know attacker you feel me like you you mm. you make yourself the victim in a way 
because you're right. not necessarily focused on your craft and what you need to do to you know achieve for yourself and your own self-happiness you're worried about others so you're holding yourself back so that's the message i want to give inside that video about like kind of being the oh like my my inner self or like inner demon or something like that i'm mm. holding myself back or whatever and you see me running inside the place trying to get out i'm trying to find ways with the flashlight and stuff like that but there's something chasing me like saying yo come here now nah, you're right. not going nowhere you feel me you're right you're not, you're right. not ready you're, you're not ready Nah, i am ready to get the hell out of here like <laughs> I, I, i'm trying to go you feel me so yeah that, that's the message i wanted for that one and then with nobody mm. no brainer like okay, gotta get it like i gotta get it nobody really i was i think with nobody i cherish nobody unforeseen so much but nobody i cherish that one so much because like 2021 was a, it was a bad start for me you know, freaking, I was signed to a, a media label at the time. I made them a record label, but freaking, um, because I was like their biggest artist that they had. But mm. I was going through some shit. So I sat there. Didn't, I'm not with the label no more. It's all independent sauce again. Thank you, God. And freaking, um, now with me doing all this, it, it, I don't know. I was in a mind state just thinking back to like, you know, this loyalty and all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. knowing that I started this myself, I can go get it and make it happen. So, I really don't need nobody. I don't see nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. not being cocky is I know what I've done. I, it's like a self, a self checking. You feel me? You're checking yourself. Mm. Like, I've seen what I've done. I know what I'm capable of. And you know, I don't need nobody to verify. But for what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Approval. I don't need approval to nobody. Like, just like with um, just like in unforeseen, I said I don't prove nothing to nobody. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got shit to prove. Don't compare me to the next man. You know right. what I'm saying? And nobody, I don't right. see nobody. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of with the plot for that. It was um kind of you know disloyalty, betrayal. Like I mm. put everybody on that on that move or whatever to rob the tax office and everything. And then freaking like at the end, you know, my right hand man, my best friend, tries to up and you know rob me. You feel me? So wow. it's like you got me messed up. I had to, I had to yeah. But at the end of the day. You know, it's just a video, y'all. <laughs> right. Just a video. But he had to go, so it happened like that. So yeah, that's, that's right. nobody enough to see for you. Yeah, so your music has a lot of meaning. That's a, the, the three songs I've heard were all really good, but they also had, you could tell they had a lot of meaning and came from experiences that came from things that you went through, right? Right, right. So are you are you now working on an album? I know you already dropped, you dropped the album in 2016. Are you going to, are you working on the EP and album at this point? Right, so um, I dropped the uh, the Overlook EP in 2016, November 11th, and um, you know, I had my daughter and everything, so I took a break off from that. But the music is still stuck, and then my performance is still stuck with people. And um, I always shout out John Q. You know, what I'm saying he's a DJ in Orlando. I always shout him out because he's the one who actually found me in this random hole in the wall food spot, and mm -hmm. he's like, "Yo, sus." I ain't heard nobody say my name in a minute because I took like a year off of music. You know, what I'm saying a good year and a half, and um. He's like, yo, bro, we thought you were dead. I was like, no, like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm alive. I just had to take a break, you feel me? But um, now nah, he was just saying, like, yeah, you was doing all these shows. Because, like, when my project dropped, I was getting booked. Left and right. Mm -hmm. I was getting booked. I was getting booked. I was getting booked. And I did, like, literally 12 shows in, like, a month time span. Like, from that November 11, 2016 to January, I think I did a total of 20-something shows, like, back to back. And that was just mm -hmm. me dropping my first project. That same year, I show, um, shot my first video, um, my music video, Southside Chick. I invited, I, and I just like self-invited, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, my Get Sauce Beach Party. I told them to pull up. We shot a video, had a big-ass two-story house by Disney. That was the after party, shot a video there. And, mm -hmm. you know, my name was just buzzing and trending. So it's like, I did all that and I just went ghost. So everybody was wondering where I was at. So when he found right. me, he told me about this show. 
I did a um, Black History Month show, came back on the scene and just went crazy and killed it. So mm-hmm. it was like, like I told you, I, I'm an album artist. I was dropping singles here and there, right? Mm-hmm. It's because I just came back out. So people was like, we want to hear more music. We want to hear more music. Oh my gosh. So go ahead. I, I killed that show. I started dropping, you know, single here, single there, single here. But it would be, like I said, here, there, here. It wasn't on a consistent consecutive basis of dropping a single every week every month because i'm not that type of artist i don't want to sit there and wear myself thin where i give you all of this and y'all thirsting for it so much i'm giving you all this then i become a boring artist i'm not leaving no surprise and no no excitement for you you know what i'm saying right. for me right. to dropping singles let me give you a whole project it's versatility and then you can chill off that for a minute because it's so much versatility you got the videos the rollout everything then mm-hmm. while, I, while y'all chilling off that, I'm already working up on something. Like right now, I got three, four projects in the tank because I did it the way I decided to do it. So now it's like, let's drop them. Let's roll them out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. when it, to answer your question, I had an album, which is the Time's Up album. And I was going to drop that. People have been waiting five years for that one album. And all I've been doing is like, you know, building the buzz, building the buzz, mm-hmm. and building the bag. Because... I'm, I'm thinking smart. Like, even if I die and I don't make it famous, I'm not worried about the fame or worried about the check at the end of the day. Freaking, mm. I want to do it right the first time before I do right. it wrong the first time. You know what I'm saying? And right, then I got to go you. back and correct stuff. Mm. Oh, I wish I could have did this better or whatever. I don't want to do no what ifs or I could have. You know what I'm saying? I did. Right. I am doing. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. Time's Up album, I pushed it back. Again, I pushed it back okay. again. But now okay. we're going to have Overlook Part 2 coming out. And that one's going to be about maybe 10 songs, maybe 12 with two bonus tracks, probably. But, you know, we're still going through all the records. We're um, working on our final mixings right now. So, you know, that project, that was a whole other project in itself that came as a surprise. It wasn't even supposed to be uh, Overlook Part 2. But I was like, you know what? I've been gone for so long. And I've been like, you know, creating this fan base and this buzz and they've been wanting new music. I've been mm-hmm. writing. I write every day. Like I write multiple songs every day. So it's like I just put them in categories for where they need to go for what project right right i think it's i think it's time i let them hear what's new but i'm pushing times up back because it's so gold it's so brand it's my story mm-hmm. you know so it's right. like i'd rather save that for when we up in numbers and we had another another plateau you know what i'm saying a mm-hmm. high plateau when i start mm-hmm. that story that's when people are going to really be like okay we're getting sauce's life right we're getting, okay. artists, we're getting this life but now we're just having fun we're catching these ears and it's still real music my game plan for overlook part one was mm. i'm not like y'all y'all are different when it comes to y'all music you know what i'm saying i will jump into your category though because everybody was on that mumble rap stuff and all the different fields and stuff i'll jump into your category and do that and everything but i'm gonna do it my way let mm. me do it my way and let me show you how i do it on your field in your field and let's see how it sounds and that's why people kept buzzing with me. That's why people kept wanting to do business with me. That's why people kept requesting me to be booked for shows and headliners because they were like, yo, he really can rap. And mm-hmm. it's off of the type of style that this time zone is really feasting off of. But he's mm-hmm. doing real hip hop. Me, let's take it back to the late 90s, early 2000s. Let's talk right. for real. Let's really make music. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I do on, I guess you say, these type of beats <laughs> that they be you know, sending out and stuff like that. Yeah sound that everybody's all hyped with and stuff so when overlook part two comes out it's gonna be versatility um it's gonna be versatility everything's gonna be trendy you know what i'm saying catchy that you can go ahead and bop to dance to stuff you can feel something you can be serious with you can go to the gym you can go to work you know you can go to the club you can do everything you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. overlook part two 
when that project drops, just know the price went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because listen to your music, you can, like you said, you can definitely flow. You can definitely yeah. flow. So I can, I can tell that you were influenced. I don't know the specific artist, but you were influenced by that mid '90s, late '90s, early 2000s right. type of artist. Right, you know what I'm right. saying because you can flow on that level. So. Right. Take us all the way back to the beginning. What got you even into music to begin with? Was it just um, being a fan of music or did you come from like a music household? Well, it was um just me and my mom's, you know what I'm saying, at the time. And then, you know, my sisters, I got four um, three sisters. So it was just um me and my mom at the time. And I was in church a lot. So mm. she would have me in church and I'd be, you know, in the choir and stuff like that. I wasn't a choir boy, but I started going to church when I was young. Like, right five, six years old and stuff like that, just being the one with the shoes and the suit, mm-hmm. just chilling, you know what I'm saying? And right. um, I think, cause you know, I was singing at first too, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't just rapping, like I was singing at first, but when it came to the rapping, I started rapping at nine and I didn't stop. Like I literally just kept going. Like it was just fun, you know, people say, right. I talk, I, people say I talk fast and that's where it came from, you know? I started putting words together and when I rap, it's like I'm breaking words into syllables and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. people there's be like, whoa, like where is this coming from? Or whatever. Like, what did he say? Like, yo, that's right. how it's like, it's like when I rap, I'm not rapping too fast where you can't hear me, but it's like he just said that. It's like I get straight mm-hmm. to the point, I'm real blunt with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't shoot. Mm-hmm. So it's off of being metaphorical and stuff at a young age. Like I tell people like I believe in reincarnation and I believe like I am an old lost soul you know what I'm saying I'm very wise so it's like I read I sit there and I understand things from a different perspective than most people would and it's like most people be like now nah, you think of a negative perspective no I'm thinking of it as a real perspective y'all y'all scared to like face real reality you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so let me portray it to you in my sense how I can with this music you know right. so since right. I'm going up I just been writing like, I've always been one to stand on it, you know what I'm saying? Stand 10 toes on how I feel and what I mean. What I mean is what I say. What I say is what I mean. And I've always been like that. So when it comes to the music, that's just how I deliver it. You know, I just be straight up with people, inspire people, you know, have them feel like, you know, even if things are going bad right now, you're going to get it. It's going to be straight. It's going to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, I stuck with it. I'm happy I stuck with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's been years now I've been doing music or whatever. And I ain't reached where I'm, where I'm supposed to be at, but I always tell people, don't count me out because I'm just that close. Yeah, yeah. You're getting there. You're on your way. Mm-hmm. You're on your way. So, you know, being in Orlando, it's not the hugest music city. How did you find people to work with? How did you find producers to work with? How did you find, you know, engineers to work with? Um, you know, how that come about when you start taking it, like, really seriously? Um, When it came, I, honestly, it just took me going to open the mics, you know what I'm saying? I went to the open mics and stuff like that, and I was just like, you know, hopping up on stage, like, it seems like all of um all of my moments for open mic at the beginning were all memorable moments. Like, I remember there was an artist, you know, that, like, envied me. It'd be the artist that just envied me, like, not to say it like that, but it was, like, some beef type stuff. And I remember he mm. tried to cut my set and tried to, like, while I'm on the stage, he tried to do some extra stuff. I ain't gonna say no names, he squashed it, but... He tried to right. cut my set and be on the rah-rah. And instead of me jumping on stage and we fighting and stuff like that, like one of the other artists that I guess he's cool with and in the same camp with told him he was tripping, like picked him up and like, you know, took him outside, told him he was tripping. And what gave me my respect was his 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 homeboy, like his own OG of his squad came mm-hmm. inside there and he was just on something like, you know what, fuck that shit. This South Side, spit that. So it was straight acapella. I just did a quick freestyle and I acapella okay. it. So that was a memorable moment. 
So right. then they go up on stage or whatever. And it wasn't the headliner, but it was, it was just open mic vibes. I start doing all these open mics and I start tapping in with people and people were just like, yo, who is this guy? Like, who is he? Give me your Instagram. Give me your phone number. I need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let, let me get that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that me, you know, delivering how I always deliver and I pride myself in making sure I'm walking as professional as possible, like head held high, is not cocky. I'm very humble. You know what I'm saying? I talk to a lot of people. I try to provide a lot of people opportunities and stuff. It's just like a producer told me one time, he said, bro, it's a way that you're going to have to hold yourself in your demeanor. You know what I'm saying? Because people going to think it's cocky and it's not even you being cocky or arrogant or whatever or thinking too highly of yourself. You know what you deserve. You know what to expect. And you know what you were, you feel me? So you have to walk with that, that not a chip on your shoulder, what's it called? It's like, you got to walk with that, that base in your chest and you got to kind of walk with your head held high. You got that confidence. You got to walk on the desk. Your presence speaks a lot. You don't got to speak in the room. When I come inside of a room, I don't have to speak a lot. I just say hi to everybody before they say hi to me because that's just who I am. I'm not a friendly Mm -hmm. person, but I'm a friendly person. I'm a a sociable, sociable person. You know what I'm saying? It's about business and networking. But walk in a room or whatever. Oh my God, sauce, what's going on? You performing tonight? You performing tonight? You performing tonight? You performing tonight? Oh shit, what song are you performing? No, I'm not performing. I just came through. Ah, oh, like it'd be like that. So right. it's just like, you know, it, like I tell people all the time, it's often how you carry yourself and how you, you know, act with people in public. You always gotta have a positive attitude and leave a lasting impression that's good. Because if you don't, you know, that's still the deal for you right there. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. just, just like you know these many people, they know these many people, and you don't know who they know. They may say something to this person, and guess what? That just fucked up opportunity for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You never know. You never would know what would have happened if you hadn't, you know? so Exactly. Yeah. So when it came to me meeting producers and um, DJs and stuff like that, it was real natural because I just pop up. I mm. literally just pop up. And if I hear you, I reach out to you. Like, you know, I think... The, the the dopest thing, the dopest thing that I think I've done, honestly, the dopest thing that I think I've done in my career with music is I executive produced a project. And this this kind of showed where my mind was really at and how I really wanted to offer more than just, yo, I'm a rapper, follow me. You know what I'm saying? I I love music. I really love music. Like a lot of people say, yeah, I love music. Music is my life and everything. No, but I really love music. I have an ear for it. I may not be able to produce and put my hands on the boards and make the beats, but I can sit here and write songs with no beats and I'm making it all in my head, sit down mm-hmm. with a producer and say, yo, this is how we finna kick this off. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I need this sound, that sound. Uprise here, sense, 808, bam, bam. I put it together like this. Like, um, right. what was that? I think it was Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. They had the video with the little puppeteers and they were using the hands and shit. Right. I'm like that when it comes to producers making music for me. So mm-hmm. I listen to what I like. So if I listen to a producer and I'm listening to his beats, I'm like, man, that's fire. Or I'm listening to an artist, I'm like, yo, that song's fire. I like mm-hmm. the concept of what you said. I like your voice, how you sound. You know what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. how you break flows up. I listen to all that. I break everything down when I listen to a song. I'm not just nodding my head, oh, the beat's fire. I'm not just saying, oh, he got flow. It's like a collective thing of one. I'm listening to them words. That's first off, always. But it's like a collective flow I'm listening to. I'm trying to listen right. to the trend. You know what? What will make me want to keep playing you over and over again? If you got that 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 spark, let me let me let me grab you real quick. Come here. I need to holler at you. I went ahead and I executive produced a project called the Culture Tape, and that was when I was signing my old label. So I went ahead and produced. I, I executive produced that. I picked mm-hmm. eight other artists, including myself on the project. Makes nine artists. I clicked. Um, I picked seven producers. So. 
there was 16 people included inside this project. I picked every single one because that, that was just me just scouting and watching them for a minute. Just watching. No, nobody knew I was going to do this, but I was mm-hmm. watching for a minute. And then we had this um this like event coming up where I had all the artists, it just happened so good where all the artists that you know, either hit me up and say, yo, Sauce, I want to do a song with you. It was um, a producer, yo, Sauce, what's up? Let's get in the studio, all that. I said, I think this might be the time to do it. I, I, it just dawned on me. I was like, I should do it. I got mm-hmm. everybody together. I got the venue, and um, it was a seven-room seven, seven room venue. I put the producers in each room. I picked the artists. I put the artists with what artists I wanted them to record with. I was mm-hmm. like, you're recording with this person, you're recording with this person, you're recording with this person. I picked it. This is how we did it. So it was so dope. Seven room venue here. Everybody link inside the rooms and they go out and make a song and a concept. I don't believe in, oh, producer made the beat. He sends the beat to this artist, the beat to this artist. You go home and write it. Y'all come back, record it. Two different vibes. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. I want y'all to sit together and strategically come up with a concept. It's like artist development. It's like an artist boot camp. I want you right. to sit there and strategically come up with a concept, message and all, and come up with a song, and then I'm going to come in here and I'm going to be tapping in and listening or whatever. Right. There wasn't one song I said no to. Mind you, we okay. wrote about 30 songs, dropped it down to 11. Mm. So after we did the songs, studio sessions, let's get it done. Going mm. to the studio, recording everything. They add in their ad-libs, they edit their dubs and stuff like that, and it sounded 10 times more enhanced. Mm. than it did when we were inside the other studio where we just had the studio space to go to create the music so right. when i dropped that project no lie i think that was my biggest accomplishment because i was like yo this really shows like bro this music i do this like i really do this i really have a passion for music i can put this person together with this person to produce with that producer i know how you're going to sound with this person's beats i know how you're going to sound featuring with this artist and what y'all going to talk about i know what you talk about in your music I know what you talk about in your music. Y'all come together, y'all finna make a hit. I know right. we had right. we did that project. It only took us a month to record and mix and master the whole entire thing. It was 11 songs. And we got two billboards in Atlanta off of that project, um, off of 285, I-285, and um off by the international airport, the airport in Atlanta. 85. So, 85. Yeah. Off 85, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, like this can really yeah. you can do this, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with the second culture tape, like, and it may not even be called a culture tape. I might switch it up. It might be called making the tape. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. remember making the band back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing a show called making the tape. So it's going to be like artists really trying to get up on this tape. Challenges, okay. artist development, filming. That's a good concept. That's, that's a really good concept. That's a mm-hmm. really good concept. And I think well, with, the, with the project that you executive produced, I think that was really smart to have them create in the same room rather than doing exactly. things separately and sending a song here so or sending the beat here, sending yep. lyrics here, all that back and forth. There's a whole nother energy when you're in the same room with somebody. Yep. You get a feel of who they are. You get, they get a feel of who you are. You're coming up with creating music and ideas and everything together. So I think that was really good, man. You think you're going to do some more projects like that where you executive um, produce? When, yeah, that, that, that the making the tape. I think that's what I'm going to do. That, I, it not, tape, yeah. It's not going to come this year because I'm focused on my project right now. I'm gonna drop right. my project and do my shows and do my rollout how I gotta do for myself. But around next you year, should, yeah, you should pitch it in some networks too. By the way, I don't know if you already have that, but the idea sounds like a really good idea. You should pitch it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I gotta sit there and go behind the scenes, try to figure out how I'm gonna do that. You know, it's, that's what I say. It's all behind the scenes where people think it's one, two, right. three. I said it's gonna get done. Now you know I want to do this the right way. Like let's talk to VH1, let's talk to MTV, let's talk to BET. Let's let's really 
coordinate something big. And even if we can't do it on that type of like platform or that level, mm-hmm. YouTube, you know what I'm saying? YouTube, yeah. yeah. You know, we can go ahead and do our own little thing on Instagram now, like all that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's no, like I said, you don't take no for an answer. We figure it out. Right. Right. I like that. Making. I like that. Especially nowadays, you know, you can build your own, you can build your own market. Like you said, on YouTube, or Instagram, then, then you can go sell it to a, or go exactly. pitch it to a network. Exactly. You know? They'll sit right. there and see it and be like, damn, why did you bring this to us before? So we make a grand announcement would have been bigger. Well, y'all wouldn't have showed this average Joe <laughs> no right, love right. any energy anyway. Yeah. So I can just really do it and show y'all, you feel me? And will I, now, will I drop it instantly? I'll probably have it all filmed and everything. Once it gets all filmed or whatever, I'll probably go take it to some people, see what they think. And then when we shoot it, we ain't reshooting it. Ain't no, <laughs> you can't, you can't fake it. You know, everything right. that happened there was real. <laughs> like, right. fights or anything it's gonna like that, it's going to be in the mm-hmm. moment. So it's like, can't sit there and try to switch it up and be like, yeah, no, nah, let's just reshoot it or whatever. Better cameras, better studio. Let's get a house. Mm-hmm. No, we shot, right. we shot I got you. I got you. So uh, last question for you. You know, you, you've had a long journey starting in 2016, really before 2016. You've been rapping since you were nine, but you released right. your first album in 2016. Um, this entire journey, thinking back, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you started this journey? Like if you had to go and sit down and talk to a younger version of yourself and say, no, you need to look at this, look at this or do this. What advice did you have for a younger version of yourself just starting out? Oh man, don't sign to nobody. Okay. Don't sign to nobody. Stay independent. Stay independent. Um, you can definitely do it on your own. And people say I'm hard headed, but because a lot of people ask me, why am I still in Orlando? You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, you should have been, been signed. You're right. You're like, they call me Orlando's Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? J. Cole type stuff. But I take it humbly. I used to get mad because I'd be like, don't compare me to nobody. <laughs> but they'd be like, no, nah, it's out of respect. It's out of respect. Just saying you mm-hmm. have the potential to reach that level. And I'd be like, okay, I understand what you're saying now. Um, truthfully, yeah, I wouldn't sign to nobody. I wouldn't sign to nobody. Um, keep going with your craft and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? With what you do, you got people recognizing you right now for who you are and what you bring to the table already. So keep riding that wave, ride that horse, ride that horse all the way down till you reach the finish line and don't quit. Don't ever feel like, you know, you feel like some people get discouraged. They get overwhelmed. They, they, they get tired after a while. They like, bro, I can't do this no more. It feels like I'm just doing this just to be dropping songs and, you know, have people say oh that's cool or whatever or my friends say oh that's cool and i try to tell people it's really a marketing promotion game because you can only promote the same song or the same video or same whatever to the same person so many times okay i get it you can rap you know what i'm saying i get right. it you're an artist you know what i'm saying it becomes spamming and yeah like people still spamming everything it's nothing wrong with it but you have to find your way to break out into another market, another avenue or whatever. Not another market because we're still talking about the music, but another fan base, another area. You know what I'm saying? And the only way to mm-hmm. do that is by, you know, paying for your marketing, knowing how to run your ads and stuff like that. Go ahead and get yourself a promotion team that, you know, set up if you want to do all your social medias and have them like little pages, like fan pages or um, just stuff like that. That's talking about you, you know, that people right. can follow. They see that your name's tagged in the bio and they be like, oh, this is the main page. Okay, cool. I'm going to click that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a strategic game. This shit does not come easy. Like it takes a lot. Like I'm 27 now and I'm like, yo, by 30, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's artists that celebrities that are famous and they're just now making it age 32, 33. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's not even an age thing or like because back in the days be I gotta get on now because it's like a popularity thing. If I get on now, everybody's gonna be like, oh my gosh, oh snap, that's it. yo, look at oh look at them. That's what they're gonna do. It's not even about that no more. Right, right, it's, yeah. It's not that's good, man. And I like the fact you're doing it yourself, you're doing your own, you got your own vision. And you got your fingers on a little bit of everything, the videography, the vision of the videos, the music, the lyrics, all of that comes from you, you know, the branding, everything. So you got a complete uh, marketing plan, like a whole 360 yep. marketing plan. And, right that's, and that's, just how, that's just how I move. Like, besides me doing music, besides me, like, because I'm about to start taking on directing and everything, like videos and movies and stuff like that. I'm about to take that on, too. Um, Just like something side to do, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I got the brain for it. Why not? You know, Um Freaking besides just that, you know, I just provide opportunities for other people. Like, like I said before, like my name stands for seek a way to change everyone. That's what SAUCE stands for. S-A-W-C-E. Seek a mm -hmm. way to change everyone. And like I remember I had an opportunity to go perform at a festival. I think it was in Amsterdam. Or wait, uh, was it Amsterdam? It was in the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Okay. So okay. I got Sorry, Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam, right? Okay, because I always get it mixed yeah. up sometimes. There's another word with an A, I think it is. Or no, it was New Zealand, I was saying, instead New of Zealand. Netherlands. Okay. So yeah, I always say Amsterdam. Okay, okay so yeah, I had the opportunity to do that. Um, but out of nowhere, you know, COVID hit and it messed mm. it all up. We didn't know right. that was gonna happen. But when I found out the news, like literally the year before, but I want to say five months before I was supposed to go in like May of 2020, last year, um, I had went ahead, I found out in like no December. I found in December, I went ahead and did like a whole, like, you know, one-stop sauce shop is what I call it. Uh, and um, it's basically like, you know, my way to get back to the community of entrepreneurs, local business owners and stuff like that. Um, that same venue I told you about when we did the album, I went mm -hmm. ahead and came up with the idea of designing every room with its own theme. So we had our culture room where there was like, you know, people in there with clothing brands and stuff like that and stuff to sell from Cuba, um, Uruguay, China, all types of stuff, Africa. That room was filled with those vendors. Then had the vendors over here for the ladies room. Ladies room was all like Lauren, Lauren Hill post, um, not posters, but paintings and stuff like that. Right. I had painters. Right. I had actual painters come and they were painting stuff and they put it all up on the walls and we designed and decorated the whole place. Then we go to the sauce room where it's just all smoky. You got the sauce clothing brands and all right. that stuff, everything in their sauce. Then you get to the very back room was the biggest room. Um, it was basically our platform stage where the artists would be performing. It was our hip hop room. Hip hop is life room. We had right. pictures of Biggie, Nas, Tupac, um, Jay-Z, Mac Miller, Nipsey Hussle, Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah, Ooh, Timberland, Missy Elliott, like all design, everything was painted and everything designed perfect. The DJs, the performances, vendors, uh, hip hop brands and stuff, all urban brands all around. Every room was designed out and all I was doing was providing a space for all these local business owners and entrepreneurs to get their bread. I believe right. that why are we spending all our top earned tax dollars in these outlets and stuff in these malls? when we should be trying to give back to our community. We all say yeah. we're all about our city. We're about our community. We're about our people and building one another and uplifting one another. But this is where it starts. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And we cultivate and ourselves. Cultivate Absolutely. ourselves. Exactly. Let's, mm -hmm. let's give the money back to the block. So freaking, we went ahead. We did that. It was a success. And that was dope. Um, besides that, you know, the clothing brand, I host clubs and events. I do my own events. Like I'm about to start doing open mics for teens. I visit elementary schools, um, you know, during the summer to go ahead and, you know, talk to the kids and everything. Shout out to the Catalyst Academy. 
um out there in Deltona in D Land actually Volusia County um mm-hmm. about to have a showcase for like young adults like like young teens and then younger kids because what I did was I put these young kids that were like age groups well not age groups but grades from um first to hey, fifth sixth grade middle school type they okay. yeah yeah up to sixth grade up to age about 14 15 the oldest I think we had in there was 17 um I put them in groups and I had them basically you know come up with hooks I said I want you guys to come up with your own hook and you're going to come up here and sing and the winner gets something right but they all were winners in my eyes they all were going to get something because you know we want to inspire them to you know keep succeeding and keep doing things so so freaking um I went ahead yeah I went ahead and I did that and everything they made their songs they made full out songs it was dope we got it on film and I was like yo this is crazy I was like yeah I gotta give them a stage to perform so right it's coming soon man it's coming yeah soon. man I like <laughs> it man I like it everybody check out if you haven't already check out this artist sauce guy clutch out of Orlando he's a great dude great music got a, a great plan behind him it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Man, it was a pleasure, pleasure talking to, talk to, to you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Listen, until next time, again, my name is Sauce God. Clutch of Sauces in the City. If y'all ever inside Orlando, hit me up. We'll find something fun right. for you to do. <laughs> All right, there it is. Take care, bro. You too, man.